Good morning. Welcome to the live stream worship service of United Methodist Church Westlake Village this Sunday, November 8th. We have moved inside this week due to the weather forecast of dampness and cold. Wasn't it beautiful, the rain yesterday? And it's a pleasantly fall feeling outside today. Our plans are to continue with on-site worship service up to Thanksgiving, have a pre-recorded youth service, worship service, on November 29th, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and then provide on-site worship inside the sanctuary starting the first Sunday of, de of December. That's our goal. We're hoping to achieve that goal. Remember, though, that whether, well, whether we're on-site, inside, or outside, our worship service will always be live-streamed and available to you at home through our website or YouTube channel. And now that we are doing something inside, I want to draw your attention, so I'm going to ask Paul to and Warren to, to bring up a, an image of how our baptismal font has been turned into a lectern. Uh, the new top was constructed by Phil Severance, and we want to give him just a lot of thanks and gratitude for, for doing just such an excellent piece of work to, to make it possible for now as we come inside for whoever is being the preacher to be over at this podium pulpit area and whoever is being the liturgist to be at the lectern area and we have our, our safe distance and so we will will be able to function very comfortably. So again, thank you, Phil, for uh, the great work of stepping forward to, to make that possible. And when you get a chance to come into worship uh, inside, you're going to want to take a closer look at it. Phil has done a, a good job. It has been a challenging week, has it not, for, for all of us, as we have struggled to keep our emotional balance and our, our spiritual center. We welcome you into worship this morning to help in the effort of reestablishing your foundation in God, refreshing your soul with the experience of grace, and renewing your, your moral and ethical sensibilities by reconnecting with the living Lord. We are brothers and sisters together, one to one another. This is foundational to our faith. And our God expects us to, to recognize this truth and act accordingly. So let us affirm this as we come within this holy space and worship God.
Our Psalter lesson this morning comes from Psalm 78, verses 1 through 7. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old. Things things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from our children. We will tell to the coming generations the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach to our children that the next generation might know them, the children yet born, and rise up and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Now's the time in our worship service where we invite the children to come close to their screens, whether it's a TV or a computer monitor or a telephone. Come join me and let's be in conversation together. This past week in our Celebrate Wonder curriculum, we talked about the birth of Isaac and how how Sarah and Abraham were just filled with joy at the coming of this child. They were so joyful that they laughed. So they named Isaac after the word that means laughter. Now, in our Sunday school curriculum, we had the opportunity to take a moment to look up our own names and to see what our names might mean. You know, your name may be biblical or your name may not be in the Bible. I don't know about you, but my daughter Maya was a little sad that her name wasn't in the Bible and she told me that her name wasn't as significant because it wasn't there. And I told her, oh, it is indeed important because we chose that name with intention. We chose that name for a reason. But here's one thing that you should know. Regardless of if your name's in the Bible or not, on the day of your baptism, God gave you a new name. God's beloved, God's chosen one. And so regardless of where you are, what your name is, what your parents chose for you, The thing that you need to remember, first and foremost, is that you're God's beloved child. And for that, we give thanks. Will you take a moment to pray with me? We'll do our repeat after me prayer. Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for naming us beloved. Amen.
Let us take a moment to be in prayer and talk to God. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for this church community. And we give you thanks for the nation in which we live in. Be with us as we set a new course that we might find the ways in which you are inviting us to engage all levels of our lives in ways that are transformative, redemptive, providing new hope, and bring us together as community. Lord, we give you thanks for goals that are set and the intentions that we create to reach those goals. Give us vision, give us insight, and give us the wisdom to discern what our next course should be and what our new reality might be. Lord, be with our nation as we continue to walk through this path that we might see the ways that you are calling us together, reminding us that we are first and foremost your beloved children, just like I talked about with the children, and help us to remember that that is our first identity and that we are called to be brothers and sisters in Christ, united together, finding ways to live and flourish and thrive. As a church community, we lift up prayers for the following people. We offer up prayer for Myra Fisher and her family as they grieve the passing of Jack this past week. Offer them comfort, offer them support. Let them take time to celebrate the life that Jack lived and the blessing that he placed upon each and every one of them. We lift up prayers for Karen Daffish as she grieves the passing of her mother, Eleanor Farron, who passed away this week from COVID-19 in South Dakota. Be with Karen, be with her family, that they might know your presence and that they might have an opportunity to celebrate Eleanor's life in a way that gives them healing at this time. We join with Betty Steeman in lifting up prayers for Esther Mayer's daughter, Denise, who has been tested positive uh, for COVID and we pray that her symptoms remain minor as she uh, pursues isolation for the next 10 days. We lift up prayers again with Betty for Michelle, Michelle's friend's daughter and husband, Eileen and Norm, who both tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Lord, for everyone who has been impacted by this, this pandemic, both physically by getting ill and emotionally, financially, and every otherly possible. Be with them that they might know your presence, feel your healing, and see your guidance as they pursue their way out of the troubled, troubled times that they're in. We join Steve Langberg in lifting up prayers for his wife, Susan Rosen, as she has a very painful hip and is walking with a cane. Be with her that the treatments that she is receiving offer the healing that she is seeking. We lift up prayers for Pat Smith, who tripped over her oxygen cord and fell, injuring her face. Be with her, let her know your presence, offer her healing, let it be quick. Our community grieves the fact that it's been two years since the borderline tragedy, Lord. We ask you to be with the families who are grieving the loss of their loved ones and for all of the survivors of that night who are experiencing a variety of memories from, from that evening. 
be with everyone who is impacted by the borderline shootings, that they might again know your presence and see the ways in which you are offering comfort and support to each and every one of them. As we are coming up on Veterans Day, Lord, we give you thanks for all of those who willingly served our nation and who have returned home. Be with all of our veterans in this week ahead that they might see the ways in which we offer them appreciation. Be with those who have been negatively impacted by their time of service, that they might find the resources and the services that they need so that they might thrive, that they might be well, and that they might have the healing that they need at this time. Lord, you know the prayers that are on our hearts that we've yet to put to words. So we take a moment in silence to offer those prayers to you. We lift up all of these prayers to you, saying the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Christmas is coming. If you're like me, you're having a difficult time coming to terms with the fact that Christmas will be different this year. When I get a little bit sad about this, I'm reminded of a story by the famous theologian, Dr. Seuss. I'm thinking about the gift, the Grinch. You know about the Grinch. He did not enjoy Christmas, and he didn't want the Who's to have Christmas either. So he made a plan to make Christmas disappear. He dressed as Santa, and he went to every home in Whoville, and he took their Christmas. He took the decorations and the gifts and the feasts. He thought he had kept Christmas from coming, but on Christmas morning, he was in for a big surprise. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming, it came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags and he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, doesn't come from the store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Well, we can learn from this story. Our Grinch this year is the coronavirus, but the virus cannot take Christmas from us. Christmas is our celebration of the birth of Christ, bringing the light of peace, joy, hope, and love to all the world. Christmas will come this year, so let's celebrate. One way we have always kept Christmas here at UMC Westlake Village is the Christmas Gift Market, organized by the Missions Committee. This year's title is Coloring the World with Christmas, 
the light shines in the darkness. The committee has done our best to make this year's Christmas market touchless. Soon you will receive this letter in the mail describing the procedures for this year's market, along with the shopping list on the back, which is your order form. We have chosen three organizations to support this year, Westminster Free Clinic, Church World Service, and Heifer Project International. Under each organization, we have listed the gifts which you can give. Simply make your choices and add up your total. Send this form along with your check to the church office. You can also give online at the church website with the donate button. But if you choose to give online, please also send in this form to the church office so that we know how to direct your gifts. As in years past, we would like to give you the opportunity to share Christmas with your family and friends by sending cards with an insert that describes each gift that you have given in their honor. We have chosen three card styles for you to choose from, and they are shown below in your letter. On your shopping list form at the bottom, you can let us know how many cards of each style you would like. And in this column, let us know which inserts that you would like to receive. The missions committee will package your cards for you to pick up. There will be three ways that you can pick up your cards. They will be available in the in, at the in-person service beginning the first Sunday in December. Also, write, watch for the Friday announcements for the dates and times of two parking lot pickup opportunities. If you would like to make special arrangements for receiving your cards, just call the church office. Yes, Christmas will be different this year, but it will also be the same. It will be the joyous celebration of the birth of Christ, coloring the world with the light of Christmas. Every gift you choose from Christmas Gift Market 2020 will help to share this light of love with those in need in our community and around the world. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. To dream the impossible dream, to fight the unbeatable foe, to bear with unbearable sorrow, to run where the brave dare not go, to right the unrightable wrongs, to love pure and chaste from afar, to try when your arms are too weary, to reach the unreachable star. This is my quest to follow that star. No matter how hopeless, no matter how far, to fight for what's right without question or pause. To be willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause. And I know if I'll only be true to this glorious quest that my heart will lie peaceful and calm 
as I'm laid to my rest. And the world will be better for this. That one man, scorned and covered with scars, still strove with his last ounce of courage to reach the unreachable stars. Our scripture reading today is from 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him, beloved. We are God's children now that what we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in here purify themselves just as he is pure. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could account, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palms, branches in their hands, they cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory, the wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The one, one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him every day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me save that thou art. Thou my best thought by day. God of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun. Heart of mine own heart, whatever befall, 
my vision, O Ruler of all. As we went through our challenges, our changes as a as a congregation, stimulated by well, by the clergy change four years ago, by the spasm of our denomination over the LGBTQ inclusion, and frankly, over the pandemic, we have noticed that we had a significant challenge in front of us. Changes in who we were and what concerned us had an impact upon us. And as we celebrated our 50th anniversary, honoring the best of our past, we we recognized, recognized the needed work of reshaping and, and retooling ourselves for our future. We thought about the best of our past last week, some marvelous ministries that grew this church and strengthened the relationships of this congregation. We identified some key ministries we wanted to be sure to continue forward into the future. Yet we recognized we are no longer in the latter part of the 20th century. And new times with new challenges called forth new ministries with new skills. Adaptive and innovative to the emerging times. We have tried to look forward to our future through our shift 2.0 process. Even though much of it happened during the early pandemic time of our, our physical distancing, the people participating, and we had between I don't know, would you say 40 to 90 people participating in our process sessionings. They overcame those hurdles and, and they did their best to envision how we might go forward in five dominant areas of ministry. Many goals were surfaced. And two or so of those goals were selected for specific and immediate attention in each ministerial area. I'm asking our tech people to bring up the shift goals onto the screen. You should now be seeing a list of these five ministry areas and the identified goals under each one. Hospitality, worship, service, generosity, discipleship. You see them up there, right? And and some of these goals we've been able to get after already. We thank Kathy Border and her, her membership uh, care committee for doing a series of reaching out phone calls and letters and postcards. Our InTouch ministry has done that to help with our hospitality. We've enhanced our worship experience with the use of modern media. Well, there's a number of things that we have done to already live into these goals, yet there is so much more to do. Now, here's a thought. Pick up your phone right now and take a shot of the image on your monitor. 
By doing this, you'll have it for later reference as we move forward with these goals. Well, not just in the sermon today, but also as we go forward in the future. You'll have a, a ready reminder of what these goals are that, that we're identifying. Because we are going to be moving forward with these goals, trying to turn them into specific objectives. Now also know that Joanna has a copy of this sheet and you can get it just by calling or emailing her. You don't need to bother with photographing your screen if that seems just a little awkward to you. Joanna will be glad to send you a copy of the goals. So putting specifics to these goals will be the work of our committees through the coordination of our church council. So now I'm going to ask our tech people to bring up a video which includes Rick Schroeder, our chairperson of the Membership Growth Committee, thinking about these goals in terms of our current stewardship campaign. Let's watch. My name is Rick Schroeder. I've been a member of this church for 22 years. I'm also chairperson of the Membership Growth Committee. By now you have received our letter asking that you help us set a new course, that you renew and strengthen your commitment to Christ as you support our church and its ministries in the upcoming year. Setting a new course, what does that mean? What does that mean for our church as it enters a new year with challenges, but also, I pray, with many opportunities? What does it mean for you as you enter a new year with concerns, but also, I pray, with a renewed and strengthened faith? Let me take a few minutes to talk about what I think it means to set a new course. Earlier this year, our congregation embarked upon a dedicated period of self-reflection. Using as a guide the book Shift 2.0, we looked at almost every aspect of our church. These aspects were grouped into five major areas. Hospitality. Are there ways we can better attract, greet, engage, and relate with guests and new members to our church? Worship. Is it just an event or can it be a lifestyle? Service. How can we change our focus from serve us to service, service to those in our community most in need? Generosity. Is there a way we can get out of this endless financial survival mentality and secure more resources for our ministry? And lastly, discipleship. How can we shift, shift from being just a member of this church to a disciple of Christ? Our period of examination and reflection took many months, and we realized that as a church, we had a long way to go. But we also realized that as a church, we had many opportunities that lay before us. We set a number of goals. Some of these goals include being more welcoming and engaging with our guests and new members, increasing the quality of our connection by and among our congregation, increasing our technology and media for use in our worship service, establishing small group ministries, focusing upon spiritual growth, increasing volunteer outreach opportunities and engagement. As we enter 2021, 
we have a tremendous opportunity to fulfill these goals. These goals will help us set a new course. This is why we need your support. We cannot achieve these goals, goals which will strengthen and nurture our church without your ongoing support. Indeed, it was your support of the residents of Ormond Beach Villas that has already made a difference for the 40 households who live there. As you recall, Ormond Beach Villas is a many mansions, new affordable housing community in Oxnard, a community of veterans, veterans in need of affordable housing, veterans in need of essential life enriching services. It was through your generous support that many mansions has been able to provide these necessary and essential services and support, especially in these challenging times. The residents have been grateful. Just over a year ago, many of these residents came to us homeless, often ignored, often marginalized. It has been your love and support which has made all the difference. Now, many of you have concerns. Will this new course radically change the church, the church that you love, the church that has provided you with love, support, and spiritual guidance for now more than 50 years? No. These changes will only strengthen our church. They will enhance what you love about the church and will allow others to experience the love and support of Christ in the church, but perhaps in a new and different way. Small changes with faith and commitment will transform this church. As Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verses 30 through 32, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs. It puts forth large branches so that the, church, so that the birds of the air can make nests in the shade. So please, won't you help us set a new course? Thank you. Thank you so much, Rick. Together we can set a new course to a better life, individually and collectively. You know, as we look at the struggles of our days as represented in our partisan politics, our concerns over pandemic spread and our livelihoods, and the basic well-being of our congregation, we can see either crises with, well, no readily discernible answers that then lead us to depressed feelings and hopelessness, or we can see them as, as challenges with present though hidden opportunities that we can embrace, we can solve, and we can surmount. At my best, I see our current circumstance as a time calling forth our better selves and our truer discipleship. Our reality is what it is. What are we as disciples of Christ going to do about it? 
we have been given a chance of living into our faith at a time when, well, a time that really needs people of faith to step forward and assert God's way and God's will. It is a time that calls forth kingdom people with Jesus' values and spirit strength to persist in faith, innovate through change, and prevail, prevail into that future that we heard so beautifully rendered in Revelations. I'm teaching a class now on Paul's epistles and and we've gotten into 1 Corinthians. We see Paul working with that congregation to overcome its factions through the unity of Christ's saving grace and the imperatives on how to regard and how to treat one another as brothers and sisters with love. That congregation did indeed struggle, yet it prevailed, we believe, through keeping Christ as its center point and shaping itself as a congregational embodiment of the spirit of redemptive grace and transformative love. We can do this. We are asked to do this too, as Corinth did. I am fully convinced that God expects this of us as people of faith. Our future hinges on our willingness and our ability to do this now. So I would implore you to not take God's grace in vain but let it heal and transform you into a full follower of Christ Jesus, a person of new life for a new age. The time is upon us. Let us respond with faithfulness. Amen. As kingdom people, we are invited to set course with God and find a new course in which we continue to serve God and represent him to the best of our abilities. To do that, we need to 
commit to work with God and share our resources in such a way that we continue to build God's kingdom and set us on a new course that seeks out to continue to build upon what we already have. We do that in two ways, by presenting our tithes, gifts, and offerings, which that information will be shown on your screen shortly in a variety of ways in which you can do that, and then also to send in your pledge card. Let us know what your commitment is intended to be for the next year. So as we set course together, we know what our resources are for the year to come. We ask you to send that in as soon as possible so that on the 22nd, we might be able to give you an estimate about how, much, how many resources we have at our disposal for, for the next year. Please take a time to prayerfully consider what you might be able to give to continue us on setting a new course. Well then, thank you so much for joining us for worship and for your generosity in supporting our ministries as we move forward this year and into next year. God bless you. As we come to the end of worship and consider our future days this week, may we all move forward walking with the Spirit of God 
letting God inform our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. May the blessings of faith be yours because you walk in the ways of faithfulness, aspiring to be a disciple of Christ, of the Prince of Peace and the Lord of Love. And because you know that intentions of faith make all the difference in the world when they're spoken and acted out. So be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen.